Hey everyone, my name is Erin, and this is Leading Like Her, a podcast that takes my experiences and the experiences of other amazing leaders and help us all take our leadership game to the next level. Think of me as your business bestie, guiding us both through the ups and downs of managing people and developing into the strong female leaders I know we can be. You probably know what you should do, but don't always know how to make it happen. I'm here to help us take that next step together. I'm not competing against you. I'm rooting for us. So let's get started. Hello. I am so excited about today's episode. So when I first started this podcast back in October, I really had the intention of doing a lot more like job skill based episodes. And as the podcast has kind of matured, and I've gone through a lot of development and growth as my as a podcaster here myself, I've kind of deviated from that a little bit. And so today, we are getting back to those job skill roots. And back by popular demand is more tips to nail your next interview. Because that is the episode I get the most comments on. You guys loved that. And it has the most downloads out of any episode that is on the show right now. And I just had someone mentioned that episode to me like this week that they listened to it. And so part two, here we go. I am still interviewing. I'm still hiring for a bunch of different positions at my company here in Seattle, my aerospace company. And I have put together a couple other tips and tricks um, in order to nail your next interview. I've also want to talk about things that just tick me off as an interviewer. But let's get started with do your homework. I know this is something that every person that's applied for a job knows, but not everybody does it. And not everybody does it to the level that they should be doing it. So when I am interviewing a candidate, right, I expect you to at least know what we do Okay, what we manufacture and general overall history of the company. It's not that hard to go on a company website and read their bio. Okay, and it shows that you have more than a passing interest and you're not just desperate to get any job, that you've put in a little legwork, a little thought, and you've come to the interview prepared. So, When I say do your homework, it doesn't have to be hours upon hours of going down the rabbit hole of Google. Couple of things, go to the company website, review the products, review their company history. And that is a great place to manufacture questions, right? So when the interviewer goes, well, that's all I have. What questions do you have for me? Okay, on top of the three questions that I talked about in the last episode, This is a great opportunity for you to mention what you found out about the company, what you found interesting, and 
a question or two about the company itself, about how it's run, about what the culture is like, about the products, right? It's a, it's a great place to pull that from. So do your homework on the company. Now, on top of doing your homework on the company, do your homework on your interviewers, okay? So when you get that email from HR or from the hiring manager scheduling your interview, generally speaking, you're going to get the name of the person or people that you're meeting with. Look them up on LinkedIn, right? Look them up, see what their job history is, see how long they've been at the company. That way you can cater your answers to the personality and the the job title of the person that you're speaking with. So if you see someone that has a ton of continuous improvement background or a ton of HR background or, or something like that, you can then use that to relate to that hiring manager or to that HR manager that's interviewing you for this position. And it just makes you feel more connected, right? And as someone that interviews people all of the time, if they mention something that I have a common skill or a common company, right, between us, it just adds to the relatability of that person and makes me want to hire them because we've got something in common. We can talk about it. There's things that we can talk about outside of the normal job description, right? So do your homework on the people that are interviewing you. All it takes is a quick search in LinkedIn and you're going to gain some really valuable information. Okay, so number one on this second part of nailing your next interview is do your homework on the people and on the company. The second thing that I want to talk about is something that irritates me. I hate it. I hate this question. I hate most answers to this question. And for the love of God, we need to do better. Okay, because it's the first question any interviewer is going to ask you. Always the first question that anybody is going to ask you is going to be, so why don't we walk through your resume? Why don't you tell me about yourself? Right? Every single time, right? Let's, let's start with your job history. Why don't you tell me about yourself and we'll go from there. Okay. Now there's a couple reasons for this. One I have no data to back this up, okay? But I'm telling you this is true. About 80% of hiring managers have spent at the most 30 to 60 seconds looking at your resume, okay? They look at it, they see your job titles, they see maybe a few bullets, and they determine whether you're qualified or you're not qualified. And then they send it off to HR and go, yep, this guy seems like he has enough experience, let's get him in for an interview, okay? It may take three, four, seven days to schedule a time for an interview. And so by the time we get to a face-to-face or a virtual meeting where we're talking about the role and interviewing for that job, I can't remember what your resume said. (laughs) And chances are I've pulled up your resume 15 seconds before the meeting started, right? So When I say, tell me about yourself and tell me about your work history, what I really want to know is what experience do you have that is relevant and that you can bring to the position that we're discussing? Okay. 
I don't need to know that you played lacrosse at LSU. I really don't care. I don't, you know, I, I, I'm glad that it's on your resume. I really don't care. <laughs> okay. I don't even need to know all of your work history. What I want you to talk about the most is the highlights and the job skills that are relevant to the position that you're applying for. And make sure that your answer to that question is three minutes, maybe five minutes tops. Okay. A lot of people, and what drives me crazy is a lot of people will go almost word for word all the way up through their resume and talk for 10 or 15 minutes and not really provide me any indication of why they would be a good fit for that company. Okay. So all I'm looking for, and if you interview people, if you're a hiring manager and this doesn't sound right to you and you want more information or you want something longer, send me a message. Let me know. Cause I'd love to know why, but for me, I'm looking for a relatively brief answer of hi, you know, I graduated from this university. My career has been through progressive leadership. I have been, you know, for me, what I like to say is I started out as a supervisor, um, straight out of college. I then moved into higher leadership positions, both in operations and continuous improvement. I was in continuous improvement for several years, working on many projects that resulted in this amount of savings for this company. And I'm currently the plant manager for this large aerospace company in Seattle, managing this many people with, you know, a budget of this much for an overall revenue of this much, right? Because generally speaking, if I'm going to interview somewhere, it's going to be for a larger operations role. I don't need to tell them about my internship at General Motors in 2008. <laughs> okay. If they want to know about it, they can look on my LinkedIn profile or they can look on my resume or they can look at, you know, they can ask me about it. Right. But for that first question, that tell me about yourself question, highlight the jobs and the skills that are relevant to the role that you're applying for. Okay. And because you've done your homework and you have looked up your hiring manager or your interviewer on LinkedIn, you can also cater that answer to the person that you're speaking to. Okay. Because you have at least somewhat of a general idea of what their expertise is in, and you can help relate yourself to that person based on that answer that you give. Okay. So that was a long rant. <laughs> I am sorry, but it, this is one of those things. It's like a splinter in my brain. Every time that I ask this of someone that's applying for a role that I have and I, they start with like the bottom of their resume and start working themselves up. Okay. I don't, I don't care what you did in 1998. I really don't. I generally care about the last two or three jobs that you had and how it was relevant to the job that you're applying for now. Okay. So that's my opinion. That is, I'm sure, hopefully a, a popular opinion, but take it for what it is. 
in my opinion, I think it's decent advice. Um, but it's something that I've had a real issue with over the years, especially when we're starting to hire and we're starting to grow again here in the aerospace industry and looking at different resumes. Make sure that your elevator pitch is concise, it's clear, and it's relevant. Okay? All right. <laughs> I'll get off my soapbox. All right? And finally, and this is a big one, okay? So we've done our homework. We've refined our tell me about yourself answer, okay? The last thing is to relax, okay? Relax. Take a deep breath. When I step into a room with a person that is applying for a job or when I start a Teams call, first of all, I can smell fear, (laughs) okay? You can generally tell when a person is nervous. And while that's not generally a bad thing, I think we all have nerves and I think going into anything, especially if it's important to us, it's, it's normal to be nervous. I think the more that you can contain that and use it to your advantage, the better off you're going to be. Okay. And so taking a few deep breaths and taking a moment to compose your thoughts is totally okay. Right. If I ask you a question, it is a hundred percent all right to be like, you know what? I need to think about that for a second. Right. Or, or just pause and Make sure that your answer is, again, clear, concise, and relevant. You don't have to blurt out something just to fill the silence. In fact, I appreciate it when someone takes a moment to make sure that the answer to my question is correct or something that they really want to say to me. Okay, so relax, use those nerves to your advantage and have have energy. Okay? I it's a real turnoff when I'm talking to someone and they have the voice of the teacher from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? The like droning, you know, this is the tone of my voice. It doesn't change. The tone stays the same, right? No one no one likes listening to that in normal circumstances, (laughs) let alone when you're interviewing someone for a job, right? If you need caffeine, make sure you have that caffeine before that interview, or make sure that you're sitting in a comfortable position and you use inflection and tone and energy behind your voice to show the enthusiasm that you have for potentially starting something new, right? Because that energy is contagious. And as someone that feeds off of other people's energy, I love that, right? I love someone that can share that optimism and enthusiasm with me, okay? So relax into the interview. Know that the person on the other side of the screen or the other side of the table is also a human being. And take a minute to relate to that person, to enjoy being in the presence of that person, and to be thankful that you have an opportunity to start a new adventure, potentially, 
right? So on top of all of the things in the last episode about interviewing in this podcast, today I really wanted to focus on some of my pet peeves and also give you guys a little bit more insight into the interview process. So again, if you really want to nail your next interview, do your homework on the company and on your hiring managers. Prepare that tell me about yourself answer. Okay. And make sure that it is clear, concise, and relevant. And then relax. Enjoy the process. Take a breather. And use that nervous energy to project enthusiasm and knowledge, you know, of the job and the skills that you have. Because if you've gotten to this point, if you've gotten in front of someone, then you've already won half the battle. Okay, you've gotten past the um, the algorithms for your resume or you, the the HR manager that's looked through all those stacks of resumes. Right. You've made it past that. So you're already halfway there. And now all you need to do is be your best self. And if you have the knowledge, skills and abilities that are required for this new adventure, then all you can do is your best. And then it's out of your hands. Then it's in the hands of the hiring manager to make sure that you're a right fit. Okay. So I hope this helps. I know you guys will crush it. And if you want more interview tips, both interviewing and being interviewed, let me know because I was completely shocked that this is the episode that everybody wanted. So with that, my boyfriend's home the garage door's opening so we're gonna end it i'll talk to you later thank you so much for tuning in to leading like her if you like this episode share this podcast with another amazing woman in your life and tag me in an instagram story at leading like her so i can personally thank you check out leadinglikeher.com for new episodes guest bios and additional resources to help inspire and motivate you to grow your leadership talents Remember, you've got this girl. I'll talk to you soon.